0: From worlds beyond, to right at the gaming table, these are
1: All
0: My Fantasy Children!
1: Hey, yeah. Hey, Aaron!
0: Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron kitano sayez And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this, this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building and storytelling podcast Where each week. Jeff and I think of a fun, clever bit at the beginning. The
1: we do. We, we come up with like a funny bit. We work, we, we play around with it, we do some yes and for about two minutes. Nice, solid, under three minutes, because about then is when your average listener says, I want to get to the meat of an episode. Yeah. But until then, it's just sort of silly goof time. We go back and forth, we run with some things. It's a whole silly thing, but only for about three minutes.
0: Yeah, if you go beyond three minutes with the bit, people tend to start to just get annoyed the fact that you don't actually produce anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like, which is why we're very serious about like silly goofam time. But like, well, like kind of still around that three minute time, we're definitely gonna get to like what the prompt is and what the show actually is about. Absolutely, until then, it's just like goof a clock, baby. Yeah, it's the funniest
0: thing you could ever imagine for the first three minutes. Like we usually say something wacky about like a network that picked up our show or like a silly or we adventure. Say, like,
1: we kind of, like, vaguely talk about what the show's about, but then we take a left turn and we say something silly, like, we act like the podcast is us doing something silly instead, <laughs> and we have a lot of laughs for about three minutes.
0: Yeah, but only about three minutes. I refuse. We will not go over that, but no. until then, no. It's wacky goo from time, because last week, uh, we talked about... Uh, Napa wine country, and then before that, oh man, it was hilarious, we were talking about being grill masters and summer barbecues, it's hysterical.
1: Also, sometimes we talk about, like, vegan, a Pier 1 Imports, or sneaking around being naked, it's, it's a whole thing, it never really comes up past that three minute no, mark. No, no, like, never. We'll talk about, like, that, I think last week I ended up in a... I guess technically, right now I'm in a uh, bed. Uh, bath and Body Works. It's yep. a whole. It's a whole thing. There's a lot of complicated lore that goes into the first three minutes or so of the episode. It's true. We we spend most of the
0: time preparing for the episode with the setup of the three minutes of goofums, and then we flow. Only after the three minutes, though, do we flow into what the show is actually about.
1: Yeah, it's it's. But until then like we like until that moment happens it's we just you know it's really fun and loose and off the cuff and it kind of gets a little more structured at that 3 minute mark but like we kind of like you know there's a lot of riffing and a lot of bits and a lot of banter and it helps us kind of get into the flow of things it really helps us get into like the swing of how the show is going to go Aaron do we have a prompt this week
0: We do have a prompt this week Jeff our prompt this week <laughs> comes to <laughs> comes to us from Drifter from our prompt submission form on our website, <laughs> AllMyFantasyChildren.com, we have hit the three-minute mark. Enough silliness. Silliness be gone. <laughs> time to get to business. Time to get to business. So, yeah, we create a fucking character every week using listener-submitted prompts. Now it's time to get to business. And the business this week is from Drifter, and the prompt is Seraph, the Carrion King.
1: All right. I'm into it. I dig it.
0: Okay. So I've been talking to you. i am spamming you all fucking week. About I have an idea where monsters and generally um like bad people come from. Like bad guys. We don't have like villains. We have like circumstantial silly villains, but we also have like demons and stuff, which we've been we've mentioned before, and like monsters. Like people fight monsters, but like what are they? And so I got to thinking, Jeff, and I have an idea. And I and I obviously want this to be some like amorphous blob that like we mold as we go. But these are definitely my initial thoughts. Okay, are you ready? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit. So you said in the Ether and Astra episode that the reason that the two uh, eternal cosmic sisters are battling for control of the material and cosmic plane, but in this cycle, the battle for the material plane is con- use the word conquest. So they mm-hmm. want to conquer the material plane. So I got to thinking, if Ether conquers the material plane, splits into the five, creates fantasy, whatever, it's conquered. Now I want you, listener, to think of that as a glass of water or a glass. The glass itself is the material plane, then, and inside of it is chaos liquid. You know, ether fills it with chaos. Now, in between that, in between that and ether is like a thin pane. Because Astra on the other side in the cosmic plane, we said, is banging on the door trying to get in. So, what if, Jeff, Astra is banging on the door, the pane of glass from her glass of water in the, co- in the cosmic plane full of order gets the best way I can describe it is gets drops of order in the cosmic glass. Like, what if that banging and that constant, like trying to get in and keep this fight going affects the material plane? What if it creates some kind of planar unrest? Because we said that happens. And what if then monsters form, creatures form, demons form, boss level enemies form because they're made of order, which opposes the chaos that is the world of fantasy that we know and love? So it's not that like Astra sending demon hordes through a gate, it's more of just like a natural phenomenon that happens that out of like nothingness comes like a beast comes a Hydra, comes a, you know, a Tarask that just sure. from nothing they're formed, just because it's just order energy slipping through the door to the material plane.
1: Sure, sure, I can
0: buy that. Okay, and so what my point is, um, a little drop of order energy would make like, you know, like a... A, man- a manticore. Yeah, like a manticore. But a big drop would make something like order version of, like, Arthur. Like a fucking, if someone were to dunk order energy, it would make someone, like, tremendously powerful who isn't, like, just a monster, like, rawr. It would be a person, maybe, who could, like, talk. Because I think a medium-sized one would be a demon, like the thing, like the the spiral ham. I think the mm. spiral ham that made uh squash cornfield into limited locust is possibly just because it's just a mischief-making, parasitic organism made of order energy. I'm trying to justify all the stuff that we've set up in the past, kind of. Sure, sure, sure. You know? And, like, the demon inside Mora Ally's comic book would just be something that opposes beings of chaos, beings of light, basically, in fantasy. Does that work at all? Hmm. You know, because we use demon and it's, like, mysterious. hmm And, like, but I was like, what is it that makes demons, like, or monsters exist that oppose these people cuz these people don't like fight amongst each other in fantasy you know what i mean yeah we right. established that so i was like so why are why are certain things fighting against people in fantasy and i was like what if they are just it's the age old battle between ether and astra being waged through life itself
1: i i like parts of it there's okay. there's tweaks that i want to make i really like the idea that this is sort of like demons and like accursed things and energy and entities yeah I I would like, I think, there's kind of two approaches I want to go with it. One is, I I think that, like, making it everything feels a little bit broad, and I think if we narrowed it down to, like, sort of this, like, mysterious evilness that, like, sometimes emerges makes it more interesting and dramatic when it happens.
0: I like that a lot. Okay.
1: Which is why I think that, like, if a Hydra shows up, it could have just been that there are Hydras, and that they are big giant scary lizards that pick people from their homes and like that's a bad thing we shouldn't we should like make sure if a hydra's hurting people even if it's just like a wild animal or whatever it's still like a bad thing
0: okay so monsters are just like bad they're just like stuff that's dangerous in the world they're beings, yeah. beings that are dangerous that aren't yeah
1: there's just magical be there's just beings that like that like through the chaos magic of through ether's chaos magic sometimes things just appear that like are not necessarily bad per se but they are dangerous to people and that is that is where like a certain variety of like what we would consider D D monster comes from
0: okay so my question is then um are they like are hydras like hatched from an egg or do they kind of just like rise from pure magical energy that's what I. That's where. That's what led me down like the oh, it's order energy way because I was like, I don't know if a manacore hatches because like you know a baby gets made between two manacores. You know what I mean? How in D and D there's like monster families and stuff like that, or is it just they just kind of appear and that's what makes them dangerous? Like they come through not like a gate, but that kind of image, or like in a forest, all of a sudden you know enough energy, magic chaos energy, a manacore like kind of rises. What do you Aaron, think?
1: I, th- I think you know what I'm gonna say to this.
0: Oh, oh god, why can't it be both?
1: Like there are things in nature that just occur, right? There are there are there are monsters and otherworldly things that just emerge. And if left alone, like there are you know you know a bullet or a land shark? Yes. Yeah, like
0: the popular Jimmy Buffett beverage, yes.
1: Yes, yes, you've got me. <laughs> um like land sharks might just be a thing. They might just have families and roam the prairies. And for the most part, they're fine. If you happen to be in like a cave, then one might run at you. But it's not necessarily evil. And it creates the moral conundrum of like, should I hurt this thing that is not necessarily evil, but is attacking me? Mm, There's like a moral conundrum to that. But there's also like, I like the idea of sometimes magic just causes a hydra to happen. Like sometimes there's just a snake. And then a magical storm happens that could have been the result of Aster beating down the door, like beating down the wall. Okay. Or it cool. could just be that there's swirling leyline magic that just hits a thing and it grows seven more heads and starts like hungering for human flesh.
0: Okay. My, my question for you is, um, my, my thought was something like, oh, because you basically said like the land shark analogy is, is idea is like, oh, it's like a wild animal. Mm-hmm. what if what what about when it's not because i'm trying to add in like not add in but like i like a good villain you know yeah, sure i like a good villain that isn't based on necessarily circumstance that's just kind of like a powerful dick you know what i mean like frieza for example in dragon ball z is just like a powerful asshole you know who opposes yeah, sure. people so i'm trying to figure out like, if that are those are do those beings exist? Because that's what's going to lead me to Sarath the Carrion King. Is that a being beat from beating from Ashra beating down the cosmic door?
1: Yes, I'm definitely cool with that. Like, I think that's much cooler, and I think that that's kind of what I mean by like making demons the uh, the drops of water falling in the glass, or yes. more accurately, like drops of drywall if there's a person banging it if there's an earthquake happening and the, the roof is slowly collapsing, chunks of drywall falling from the ceiling land in a glass of water. Like I love that it. that's like a those are like demons, right? yes. Like those yes. are like beings of immense power. And I think that they are few in number. Yeah. And, but yeah, I like that. I think that's a cool justification for this otherworldly thing that we've already established. I yeah. dig that. Okay, because
0: we've been talking so long. We have this world and we have such like a good moral thing down for like how this world works. But we've never talked about like what a monster is because in D&D, that's such a big deal about, like, what the world is when there's monsters and people fighting them. It's, like, usually it's just such a non—you know, you don't even think about it. You just kill a monster. But I kind of wanted to have down in fantasy where it's, like, people don't want to, but if it's threatening the town, they'll do it.
1: Sure. I think that's a valid thing because I think, like, it's also a question of scale, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if something is just— even if something is not necessarily, like, actively trying to hurt people, there are times when— people are put in danger and it kind of is a question. You know, there's the question of can we solve this peacefully if a Tarrasque is marching toward, is, like, coming towards, or, like, a giant turtle. Like, if go- if Gamera the giant turtle, <laughs> well, not technically Gamera, because Gamera is powered by his love of the orphans, but, like, a Gamera-like monster that is not powered by his love of the orphans... Yes. Uh, ap- <laughs> ...approaches, people are put in danger for that. And I think that, like... To me, there's that that doesn't necessarily even require a a, a sort of malicious intent. That just that sometimes there are things that are scary. But I also love the idea that there are things that are caused by this desire to undo that which has been created.
0: Okay, cool. I, I needed to start with a world building note because we've one never talked about this, but we have so long. We're like, oh, dragons fight monsters for sport. You know, and we're like, oh, that for glory. And you're like, oh, cool, fun. Next thought. And I'm like, that's fucked up now that we've established this. And that's why it's cool that we they don't do that anymore, that we decided. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So these yeah. are cool world of being nuts. Okay, yay. Um, So that's decided. So Serath the Carrion King, which is a right. really good fucking name. It's a good name. So let's roll on pronouns real quick. All right. So they are a demon or like, right. Are we just going to use the term demon?
1: Yeah, I think demon's I'm down with
0: cool. That. Cool. So they're a demon who's just which is
1: m- not to be confused with a daemon, which is D A E, which is a Bitcoin <laughs> hunter.
0: It's yes. not to be confused with our previous episode about Bitcoin hunters. So Seraph is a demon and yes. just a being of I want I would go of course I like extremes tremendous power for sure. And my first thought is always like, when did this happen? Because now that we have this big ass world. You know, because if someone's around, do they just walk out? Is it something that, like, you know, the sky starts cracking and they fall from the sky? Mm. Or is it, like, someone who hides in plain sight? Because mm. I like, you know, is it a boss enemy? That's why I use that phrase earlier on, where, like, you know, Slip Willis has to get thrown into the air by Big Jeremy and they all fight it. Or is this, like, you know, a while ago type thing? Or, like, has no one seen a demon in a while since Seraph the Carrion King?
1: I, I could, I th- I think that, I kind of like that, like, there are some of these demons around throughout history. I don't know that there's ever been a period where there's not, like, in various parts of our very large world, there's not just some malicious entity that has emerged full of infinite power and infinite malice. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I kind of, I could go either way of, like, where we want the story to be set, but I think that, like, I think there are always just these some of some of these beings that are powerful and have ill intent
0: okay then let's let's make it easier for us and let's say that serath the carrion king they are the first one sure let's make it easy so how do you want them to make their entrance what do you mm. think it is is it grand and dramatic or is it like terminator 2
1: you mm. know where it's just
0: like give me your boats your clothes and your boots your clothes and your motorcycle you know, or is it like, you know, the sky is cracking, everyone's looking up, and down comes this demon king.
1: So they're the Carrion King.
0: Yes. Rotting flesh, yes.
1: So what I think it is, here's the here's what I'm gonna throw out. Okay. Just as like an opening beat, I don't know where it goes. Fuck but yeah, I have the first beat, which is that uh this is this is ancient times. Okay. This is pre uh pre the pre the Battle of Iron Hill. That one day, like, one day, it it was reported, every bug went missing. Love that. All of them. Every single bug in existence converged on one place at one time. Ugh, God. The carrion bugs bore witness to the creation of their king. By all of them converging over what would be two insects' generations? Yeah. Travel, or rather would be like light years, if you consider the relative distance, to like an ant? Yes. They all came to this spot, they survived their travel, witnessed this thing happen, and then went back.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is bugs travel to a location to watch the rise of the Carrion King?
1: hmm and then every bug on earth
0: and then left they just wanted to bear witness to it they just wanted to see you know the christmas baby happen
1: basically <laughs> it was i mean because it's one of those like big dramatic y opens right oh like, absolutely the carrion king is born under the gaze of every carrion in the world
0: okay so just w- for for me and everybody else what do you when you say carrion what are you talking about are these I am like bad about, evil like, bugs
1: I'm just talking about bugs. I'm just talking about like carrion bugs, flies, roaches, okay. ants.
0: I dig it. So like decompose bu- decomposers.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay, so this is the whether or not the bugs I said were decomposers, I couldn't say. Doesn't don't matter. At- don't at me. All right. Don't at me. Yeah.
0: Entomologists take a fucking back seat here while we talk about carrion bugs. Okay, so this is a bug king. Yeah. Um, which is great thematically for us. You'd swear we don't like bugs. Like I love bugs, by the way. I think
1: bugs are great. Yeah, I but think we, they're
0: interesting. We always have bug villains, and I fucking love it though. It's a great theme. It's really like because our world is so bright and sunny, and then there's like this g- like brown, toxic, green, like, you know, muddy, earthy tones of like Lemony and now the Carrion King. Okay, so the Carrion King is born. Is it actually an event, or does someone just like I'm seeing a portal? I'm seeing, you know, falls from the sky like a meteor. Is it a meteor? Like you said, the piece of drywall falls into the glass of water. Is it quite literally like, and the bugs bear witness a comet?
1: I think in this case it is now. Like now that you, you know, what's what's the rule? You said it. I know. I did say, and it's
0: sick that the that bugs travel from bug generations across all of fantasy, which, as we've decided, is like so big that it would take, like you said, light years to witness where it's generations, eons pass in bug life.
1: The wild, well, and the wild magical part of it is that, like no bug dies on the way to this trip right Mm -mm. like they all travel what are the equivalency of light years but they are blessed with like the power to see this trip and then to go back home should they choose to go back home
0: okay then i have an idea that you saying that is sick okay because that means that the bugs have known about this since literally the creation of fantasy right so that means the comets in the sky You know, maybe that there is a, there is a star, or does this happen fast? Is it like, you know, or is it like an omen?
1: I kind of think it happens fast. I kind of think that, like, I think for maximum weirdness, it Mm -hmm. has to happen, like, bug awareness is suddenly like, well, I gotta go to the other side of the world now, later, I like like, flies off, and then just flies back, and it's as though nothing happened.
0: Okay, I love that. So this, so the Carrion King arrives very, it's just... Boom, appears on the land. Yes. Then what? Because what do they... Okay, let's just keep it simple. What do they want? Just kill everybody?
1: I don't know. I don't think that's it.
0: Or is it take over? Because we said conquest is the goal of Ether and Astra. And if this is a being born of banging on the door, they oppose. So Serath opposes beings of chaos. Hmm. Or do they want to impose order on the world? Is it a constraint thing? Hmm. You know what I mean? We can go in a bunch of directions. Is it like I want to judge them or?
1: This brings up a big picture thought for me about the the, the idea of, of demons and yes. the idea of all of this.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to all my fancy children, where sometimes we deep dive into our own material and figure out what the fuck we said like 30 episodes ago.
1: <laughs> here's Here's my thoughts. And here's what I want to pitch. In the same way that uh I would say uh no one in fantasy is necessarily consciously saying, "Well, I've gotta act out uh ether's will and create things." yes, I kind of like the idea that demons, these beings that are created, are not conscious of this conflict, no, but are not just at all magical beings that are like after, so I think the question is not so much like what they're after." In sort of a cosmic sense, it's what, like, who is this person once they are created?
0: Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I was like, what is this motherfucker's quest? Like, what do they want?
1: What do they want to do? What do they want to do? What's a cool thing for, like, a... What's a cool thing for a bug to do that's not, like, devour?
0: Hmm. What do bugs do? All right, let's talk about decompose. They can rot. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it is it a plague? Do they spread a plague? Do they, um... Uh, because the, you know some bugs like we could you know some ants steal the ants of other ants and like raise them. We could convert to where it's like body snatching. Um.
1: All right, I got a pitch. Okay. He- here's here's the short and the long. Okay. Unbridled, like just bur- burn everything. Everything must burn. Love it. The reasoning being, what's the one thing that survives? What's the one thing that would that will survive even, oh, like, the f- biggest of fires? It's
0: a... F- what, a cockroach? A
1: cockroach. Oh, thing it's that a fucking... Even after, even after the, the bomb drops, the cockroach oh, will survive. Okay. That, that and Twinkies.
0: So they're a cockroach king.
1: They're the cockroach king, and they wish to just burn everything to the ground because, hey, we're we're gonna be fine.
0: Okay, then my question for you is, does this person, like, speak for bugs, or is this a selfish... Is Serath selfish?
1: Oh, I think they're absolutely selfish. It's not like they- we'll
0: survive me and the bugs or are they like just burn it all and I'll be the only one left standing because that's my ideal world. Is that the kind of thing or is it just a, a, a thirst for devastation?
1: I think it's just a thirst for devastation. I think that they they talk a big game of like, well, we'll survive. The bugs will reclaim the earth. But like they don't give a shit about the bugs they're after their like single minded impulse of destruction. They don't really care what comes after that. They're just this is the thing that they want.
0: Okay, so is Serath just a giant cockroach or like a humanoid cockroach? Hmm. I'm going to I I really like a humanoid cockroach cuz I want them yeah. to be like cool. You know, you want, I, you, you I,
1: want I, six, I you want a six you want ripped six pack abs.
0: I do want ripped six pack abs. I do. I won't lie. With a crown that's made out of like you know, carapace. Carapace, yeah. Yeah, that'd be like chitin crown, you know, big claws, big beefy. What weapon does Sarath the Carrion King use? Is it a staff? Does, can Sarath use magic? You know, what what is the kind of vibe here magically? We can decide anything. Because is a villain, How's how are they going to get it done, you know? How are they going to destroy the planet, burn it all, but how, you know, do they have magic energy that is not of this world? they would they would they're not made of the same thing
1: yeah they've just got wild uh like energy magic i'm picturing so going with the theme that i laid out i'm picturing almost not necessarily like real world radiation but like comic booky like weird shit radiation okay the kind of like the kind of i don't understand actual science and i know that the actual ramifications of like radiation are just depressing and sad but this is a comic book so you d- turns turns ants giant and shoots beams they always shoot fucking beams yeah they just shoot energy beams like shoot beams, yeah, that.
0: it's not like irradiates radiates the land type shit no it does
1: not it doesn't make you it doesn't make you sick no uh they just pointed at you and suddenly you have adamantium claws okay so adamantium is a copyright of marvel of marvel and all
0: right can we call their power uh the power of ruin just because it's like a i'm thinking like a look of decay and withering
1: yeah i love that and i love it's like it's 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 the power of ruin and it ruins through wither and decay and it ruins through transformation turning things into turning turning bugs and people into massive killing machines
0: okay cool i love that so serath the carrying king is this actually is this a self self-proclaimed king do they live in like a castle or is it just walking around ruining shit hmm you know um like what's the story we want to tell obviously serath is killed at the end right sure so how do we get there starts you know the spree is stopped or is it you know do they actually raise an army is it that kind of thing or is this a single-minded entity that's like i i smell powerful motherfuckers on this planet i want to ruin them or turn them into my bug army
1: i think they raise an army like they are they are raising an army of pure destruction
0: i love that and they are made of bugs poor little poor little bugs
1: no, well, some of them are bugs that have been transformed, like, they take an ant, and suddenly that ant is 50 stories tall and shoots laser beams.
0: I love that, and I think you can also, it applies to, like, plants, rocks, like, can this per- yeah. can this can this person, can this demon turn, like, a rock, like, arms spread, like, basically Geodude and Graveler come out, except with, like, a thirst for destruction and, like, huge, yeah. beefy legs.
1: Yeah, 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 they, it's, I'm picturing, yes, I am picturing straight up, like, the cosmic radiation from the Fantastic Four where yes. it just makes weird shit. Yes, I love that. The Fantastic Four is a copyright of Marvel and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is that
0: something we have to do
1: now? Is
0: Disney <laughs> on our ass? Disney's listening and they're like, I know they're gonna fucking reference a
1: Marvel incorporated soon. Um so Aaron, they've been we I've been deleting their emails for months in secret. Like I didn't want to tell this to you, so yeah. like just be cool,
0: and fucking Mickey Mouse won't break our kneecaps. G-
1: Mickey Mouse is a copyright of the Disney Corporation. No, oh, all no, rights reserved. No. Aaron, be cool. I'm sorry. I'm be cool. All
0: right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Okay.
1: So, so basically, so Ronald McDonald says, ah, "Fuck!" Oh, now you've got me doing it. No. So the Burger King. No, I mean the no! Carrion
0: King. Shit. Ah. Oh, okay. 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 Wait. Wait. Go back. Go back. So what we're saying is basically the power of ruin. Right, or the blanket term for this, can animate living things, non-living things that basically serve the Carrion King.
1: Right. In their quest
0: for pure destruction, devastation, just burning the world down until nothing is left but things that are made with the power of ruin. Right, yeah. I love it. So their goal is to make a world, Final Fantasy terms, a world of ruin.
1: When everything is when everything is ruined, the Carrion the Carrion will be king, and the Carrion King will be the king of the king.
0: Uh, okay. So um Big Beefy, you know, uses no weapon, just shoots beams.
1: Uh I kind of picture a staff with like a big uh crustacean claw on it.
0: Ooh, I love that. Okay. So this motherfucker just shows up and what I'm thinking is I-, I told you an idea I had early on, and I hope that's not cheating in story mode.
1: It is full on cheating. Well, then I won't say it. All right.
0: So moving on.
1: So they start a stand-up <laughs> club.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so wait, Jeff, let me pitch you this. Alright. The Carrion King
1: starts a stand-up I club. I was just about
0: to <laughs> say, is a magician, is a mage. But right, st- stage a perfect magician. Sage a magician. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. All right. So the carrying King rises. The army starts being formed. I'm thinking that an entire region of fantasy, by the way, is like is destroyed or like changed forever. Uh, yeah, I like the idea sure. of a fantasy that's like kind of no man's land.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's
0: a ruined place where it's like, oh, that's the site of this that happened a long time ago. You know, we're trying to get it back to what it was, and it's super dangerous. It was super dangerous, and it's kind of like like cursed land, like the shadow lands that are in every fucking fantasy story ever. I want my version of the shadow lands, ruined land,
1: the ruined land. Yeah, it's just like miles and miles of of empty bad lands.
0: Yeah, that have been like, you know, there's tr- – there's I think there's things there that don't belong. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's Badlands, but there's like a ruined – there's a petrified oak tree that was once, you know, filled with the power of ruin. So it's kind yeah. of like a graveyard for inanimate objects or plants and things turned, you know, living that have been – that have fell in the battle. Yeah. Cool. So I like this. So I like that. There's a region – the Carrion king shows up in an ancient fantasy, starts a mass, I think, just lands. They outstretch their hands, cackle, crackling energy, of course, shooting out, starts bringing rocks, trees, you know, poor little critters are being turned into big, buff monsters of terror. Ants are gigantic. Flies are, you know, you can ride on a fly and it fires vomit that melts. Could melt a full suit of armor.
1: Also, there are humanoid flies, much like the beloved <laughs> character Baxter Stockman. Because it uh, because it's important to me, Aaron.
0: If that's the case, <laughs> can, we talk, can we talk about that then? Yeah. So, not only is Serath the Carrion King creating like geodudes and treants and stuff, but also buff flies.
1: Also, buff flies. Yeah, in lab coats that are torn up.
0: <laughs> there are ants. Also, buff. Also um, buff. There are. What's another decomposing, decomposing bug? Uh,
1: I think dung beet. I think dung beetles. Oh are no, a there decomposer. is a. De- they eat poop. So yeah, there's yes. dung beetles, but they
0: roll a ball that's like an explosive.
1: Yeah. So right. this is
0: like a crazy army that's happening right now. It is both ridiculous. This is, this is fucking madness. So. So, Rat the Carrion King just wants to destroy everything, yeah? Mm-hmm. And just why? It's just like in their nature. They're just a dick.
1: <sighs> why do I think that they want to destroy everything?
0: You know, because it's like, yes, I'll be the only- I w- Okay, do they want to convert fantasy to ruin?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. Because
0: what you're describing with this Ruin thing, what we're talking about, and it's like, oh, making, you know, the unliving living and, you know, just warping things and transmuting them. It's kind of like reshaping the world in their image.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So I think that's kind of the thing is it ended up being like converting it to like weird demon bug hell.
1: Yeah, I think that. And I think I think it's very specifically they want to do it in their image because that feels that feels like a solid motivation to me. It is not redeemable. It is not a cool thing to do. But no. they're just like, I want everything to be like me. I want this. I want to remake all of this, and I want to be on top. I want to be the most powerful and the most important, and therefore, I will make everything like that, whether or not, like I, I like, everything will be remade in my image because I will be the... The, I will be the Carrion King and there will only be Carrion left.
0: Okay, so that tells me something about Serath. Serath is a very vain individual. I see Serath like, you know, what is a man from Castlevania? From, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sitting on a throne, sipping a glass of like Carrion wine. Very beautiful, I think. Yeah. I'm seeing a very. I think Serath cares a lot about their image, cares sure. a lot about their appearance. Because they, you know, that's what I'm getting. If you want to recreate this world in your twisted image, that means you think you have fucking sick taste. That's like Mm -hmm. basically saying, I want to redecorate the world to look like my fucking living room. So I'm seeing that's fueling me to see, that's, uh, that's um, fueling me. It's really getting my motivations going. No, I'm talking like an asshole. But that they're vain. And this is a, this is a vanity attack, I think. This is like, this world is not of mine you know what cuz this is a being of malice they hate mm-hmm. this world because i think it truly is like it's gross and they think it's shitty and it's not good and i can do better than this you know my power should reign supreme because i can remake this and make it better i think mm-hmm. it's sort of that because we said it's like a you know we don't know that the cosmic struggle is happening and fantasy is all about like creation and stuff and if something opposes that then it's like i'm going to remake this Sure. This is shoddy work. I can do way better than that. Tree, you now have buff biceps. (laughs) So now what? Should we roll on tables now?
1: Uh, yeah. What
0: do you think? Because we have this. We have this setup of like there is a bad. There is a bad thing. You know, there's a baddie, and then it's like we know that they get stopped. Obviously. But, like, what about them? Do they have a life? Like, is this quick? You know, is their time on fantasy short, basically? Is this a one episode, you know, of, like, Mm. the anime where, like, the bug king shows up and they're killed within, like, 22 minutes? Hmm. Or is this a presence? Does this region of fantasy that's
1: uninhabited
0: because it's early just get twisted and that's, like, a region? Because you said they raise an army. Yeah. Is, like, that entire region basically brought to life... And then goes and like tries to attack another region, or is it like a path? Like they march, and as they go, they're converting in like a line. Like if you were to draw like a wacky road trip map,
1: I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts now oh. that you've said all this. Hell uh, yeah! I think I think the region is just like that forever. Like there's just this weird region where all sorts of things are alive that like
0: should not be, and they are not yeah. nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just this region that is like way dangerous and way like just wild and that's just a thing that exists forever like they can never like undo that once it's been done no but i think that what but i think they i think they do have a life and i think that it is like like they rule for a while
0: oh
1: here's where i kind of want this to go okay imagine they got what they wanted once like the decision of like i'm going to remake the world in my image yes the the ego that takes is not one that will take like imagine that they started that they built they they built a kingdom and then said that was not enough
0: mm, okay. so i
1: kind of like that they built this kingdom right they yeah. like they, they do this they warp all of these things and they rule there for like a generation and then say like okay i'm bored now i want more like, I want more things.
0: Ooh, so they had, like, a setup. Like, they were just chilling for a little bit and, like, enjoying a life. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, I dig that. So this is truly, Serath is truly the Carrion King of, like, an area yeah. of yeah, the they, ruined they, lands.
1: They earned, that that title, I think, is, like, earned. Like, they rule this land for, like, years. Just slow periodically being like, all right, I am bored now. It is time to go, like claim another mountain or something
0: and then it expands so like this region will the ruined lands expand over fantasy yeah even if it's like in a small like you know a couple miles every 10 years
1: yeah they like take another thing
0: i love it i love it okay so with that being said do you want to roll on tables
1: yes let's roll on some tables let me find just the right tables to roll on
0: i think this is a good introduction of like what monsters and stuff are in fantasy and stuff because it's been a long time coming where we talk about like what the fuck is a monster and what is a demon. I'm glad we have a differentiation now.
1: No, that's not the one.
0: Uh noble? There's I'm looking at I'm looking at noble, just
1: Noble. was where I was going because I forgot that that was in the rule book yeah. like the core rule book. But there could be different ones. could one. easily just like opened up immediately instead of flipping through forty thousand fan made ones of just like why don't I just go with the ones that are in the book that's real easy? Why don't I make this easy on myself for once? No. But I didn't do that. It's okay. But now we're here it's... with the player's handbook the noble background that we're ready to go with.
0: Wait, but but there's so many. <laughs> what about heralds of the gods?
1: Uh I feel like Noble is the way to go. They're king.
0: This is a bug king.
1: Yeah. Alright, give me a DA for personality trait.
0: 8 for a personality trait do, do 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 give me a second eight
1: if you do me an injury i will crush you ruin your name and salt your fields
0: has anyone ever though or is that just the mentality i think that's where the the viciousness that's where lies. that's
1: where their invade like that's where their invasions come from is like they build this kingdom yeah they expect like Hey look, I did this. Like I made I made this. And the second somebody isn't like doesn't bow to them or doesn't like immediately be like, wow, that's amazing. Like you are you are amazing. They just go, Alright, take their village.
0: Ooh, they're a little bratty. I like the bratty noble.
1: Your village is mine now. Like awesome. you have not showed me the respect that I deserve as the Carrion King. As a as a divine being that was created from nothing and raised a kingdom of bug people? You have not shown me the respect that I deserve. Ooh. I'm going to take all of your things now, and you're probably going to die.
0: I like this idea that the Carrion King demands, like, adoration and praise, mm-hmm. you know, is a little bit of, like, a stuck-up noble uh, cliche of, like, you know, gaze out at the ruined lands. Do you not find it beautiful? It's like, Yeah. no, it's terrifying. Nah! Like, you know, the, you, yeah. the person becomes, like, a cricket. Right. I love it. I dig this. I like it. Give me a D6
1: for an ideal. All
0: right. I'm going to go animal D6. Three frog.
1: Independence. I must prove that I can handle myself without the coddling of my family.
0: Hmm. Okay. I have an idea for that. I think that comes, that's, that's the end of the, of the story where there's this army, right, of ferocious beings and like horror monsters, you know, eldritch beasts, essentially, but at the end, when this is settled, it's, I can do this myself. I challenge you to single combat. Is yeah, that okay. what you're thinking? I don't need the family I've raised. I can do this my damn self. Leaves the yeah, okay. leaves the army behind and meets someone in single combat. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, cool. So this is truly like the most arrogant, blowhard, like tra- creates an army and yeah. yet doesn't even use it when the time comes. Oh, for sure. Ugh, oh, this is such an obnoxious
1: person. I love it though. All right, give me a D six for a bond. Let's go. Five ant. My loyalty to my sovereign is unwavering. Okay. They truly believe in the the ruined lands. They truly believe in
0: like the power of ruin
1: and making things making things up in their image.
0: So it it really is like a selfish quest, like we said, yeah. where it's like I believe in the power of ruin. This is correct. This is the way this world should look is like me, the carrion king. I dig this villain.
1: All right. Give me a d6 for a flaw. (laughs) Five ant. In fact, the world does revolve around me.
0: How can we make that cooler than just the, like, because we've already established that they're selfish. How is that a flaw, though? The fact that, yes, the world does revolve around me. Can I have a, can I give, I have a pitch. I have an idea. All right. Does that mean that, okay, the the land of ruin, right, it's expanding, it's expanding, does it require, if this is a flaw, does it require nourishment and nurturing by the Carrion King? But the Carrion King isn't doing it, so it's not doing as well as the Carrion King thinks it is. Hmm. That the ruined lands are becoming, like, petrified, and they're becoming, like, it's kind of like... As if uh, the world is rejecting the magic of ruin over mm-hmm. time, and it's sort of withering away, but they're so wrapped up in themselves that they're not seeing it, that their army yeah, is like kind that. of fading. And, you know, all the muscles on the fly people and the geo dudes are kind of withering because they're not nurturing them. They're not feeding them the magic of ruin that they need to maintain this kind of form. Yeah, it's I not like that. permanent. That's neat. Cool. So the world of ruin is kind of
1: petrifying.
0: It's drying out like, you know, like a dead plant or like a weathered rock. And it's sort of just like, all right, why can they're like, I continue my conquest. I move forward because it needs to be in my image. And it's like
1: people need to people need to show me the respect that I deserve because the world revolves around me.
0: Yeah. But they're not noticing that the world that they're creating is slowly dying. dying. Yeah. And that's. Yes, okay, I love it, because it is, I do love the story of when a being is so powerful that if they would have done the right thing and just struck when they could, they would have won. But instead, Mm -hmm. their vanity got the best of them, and they were weakened, and then they were able to be toppled by, like, the underdog. Yeah. Fuck yes. So, now we're at the part where they die. Yep. Okay. So, I had an idea, but I don't know, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, hit me with your idea. And uh, we'll I th- I we'll go we'll roll with it and see what happens.
0: Okay, so what I initially think is my initial thought for this whole concept was um, in a time of like because what I was thinking is we said in the party of the five that in the other worlds that the five had created they took they catered to them and like you know nurtured them and protected them kept them safe. So what I'm say- thinking was that that means the five pretty much brushed off. Any drops of drywall on those worlds, you know, mm-hmm. like they if, if the Carrion King were to arise on one of those, the five would have been like, puke, flicked him away, ah, you know, yep. so in this case, if the world is no longer being cared for, but rather like, it's like a living world of the five that are fueling it. Were things like, because my, my of course, my first thought is, like, in Final Fantasy VII, the world is threatened by Sephiroth, and the world makes the emerald, diamond, ruby weapon, sapphire, you know, in order to fend off the threat. Is that the case here, because this is ancient times, or do people just topple the Carrion King,
1: you know? Uh, I mean... I
0: don't see why it can't, can't be
1: boned. because, <laughs> like, well, hear me out. No, I'm ready. Let's talk about the five-jeweled crown.
0: Ooh, okay, let's please, because I'm really curious about, like, (laughs) were they ever born type thing,
1: you know? So, like, these objects were created, and they weren't created as weapons. Like, they're eyeglasses, and the closest to a weapon is a gauntlet, but I don't even remember if we kept that as a canon object.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's no, it's like a set of, it's like gauntlets or hand wraps, it can be anything, you know, it's just hand stuff.
1: They weren't created as—none of them are, like, weapons. Like, there's a pendant, there's glasses, there's gauntlets, there's a hat.
0: Yeah. And, you and know. a pen. Yeah. It's—it's—it was more of just, like, there's items that can make you as powerful as one of the five. That's it.
1: And we know that at some point, the five come to each other as equals. Yes. And have their meeting—they me- they meet, and eventually they fall out of favor with one another— but there's a time and there's a, there's a time and a thing that draws them together as equals. hmm Aaron, I'm not seeing why this can't just be the Justice League. I was just. The Justice League a- is copyrighted <laughs> Warner Brothers Entertainment.
0: So this was the, so what you're saying is this was fantasy's like Power Ranger moment.
1: Yes. This was, this was the, this was the Power Ranger Justice League Avengers moment.
0: We can't just say that. I'm tired of, cause I don't want to come back sure. to this again. So what we're saying is, okay, so my question for you is, what? It's a, this is a what-do-you-think question. We said that Arthur is the oldest, because Beast yes. Folk are the oldest. Was Arthur ever born, or does Arthur just exist?
1: I kind of like Arthur just existing. That's pretty cool.
0: Yes, I always thought of Arthur as just like something that exists. And now, hi, episode, this is, this is how my brain works, and this is what's in my notebook. So if Arthur just exists... We said in the Party of Five that Red adds a little chaos into the mix. What if it's not the way we thought it was? And it was like, if Blue is making this aardvark of tremendous power and just giving him a relic, why can't I do the same thing? Boom. Dragon is made as well. hmm So... It kind of puts this thing on that I've been kind of trying to get to where, like, because these two people, like, why do they fight each other? Why do they die at the same time? They were created at the same time as well by, like, the planet to kind of, like, keep it, you know, from toppling over. You know what I mean? Because we mm-hmm. said they had, like, babysitters. You know, the Beast Folk were made first to set the example. What if the dragon were made was made first as well because, like, Red was like, fuck that. So in sure. so in the world, there is Arthur, and then we named the dragon uh Lumina Dawn Spear between Jeff and I in a conversation, and that's a very good name. So they were just so they just existed. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, like spun up from dust. And they and then how does the Justice League get assembled? You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. else just like finds their relic, the other three.
1: Yeah, I think they find their relics in, like, Oh, over yeah, no, we time. talked
0: about that. Yeah, we talked about how the machine god gets their relic. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, fucking Infeleges gets the quill by, like, plucking a chicken or something. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, you right. know, everybody gets it living their own life that has a separate story. But the point is that the two beings that have just, like, been here since antiquity, since do- the dawn of fantasy, kind of felt something needed to be done... And what reached out to the other three? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. I think I th- I think one of them reaches out to Lakis, mm-hmm. who reaches out to the other three.
0: Ooh. Okay. I love that
1: because Nymphaleus has the ability to oh yeah speak to to speak into thoughts, and so the person that like puts out the call is is Nymphaleus.
0: I dig that because I'm seeing the chain of events as like. Arthur and Lumina Dawn Spear see the Ruined Lands. Arthur sees the ruined lands happening. You know, Lumina Mm -hmm. reaches out to Nymphaelakis, Nymphaelakis calls the other two.
1: Yes, because you had said off you had said elsewhere in previous conversations that Nymphaelachis and Lumina Dawn Spear are like buds. They're close.
0: They are friends.
1: And also that Lumina Dawn Spear is the type of person that's going to be like that is going to turn to Violet's. Like if needed. And is and yes. is probably more prone to like doing that than than anybody except maybe Arthur, but probably a little more so than Arthur, and it's the fact that they're so similar that drives them to butting heads.
0: Yes. And going to war. Oh, finally, it got set on air. God damn it.
1: <laughs> we figured so, out
0: why they fight. Okay.
1: So Lumina Dawn Spear says they're debating this and Lumina says We're we're doing like we're doing this. There's no this is when the five jeweled crown has to, has to, has to come together. Yeah. Do we have pronouns for Lumina? I don't know if you already gave, already gave them pronouns. I kind of did. We just
0: said it's, uh, she, her.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she, she, she's goes like, no, we, no, I'm not like, there's no debating this. This is what's happening. Oh,
0: and like, uh, for anybody, hi, hi lore fans of all my fantasy children, um, my kind of thought between like what the the reason why like, oh, drives to violence and stuff like that, where it's like Arthur sees everything, you know what I mean? With the glasses, I like can literally look at it. Whereas mm-hmm. Lumina Spear with the prism kind of sees it like everything matrixy, where it's like sees the makeup of the planet magically. You know what I sure. mean? Uh, With the prism, it's like sees everything broken down into light and magical patterns and magic woven together. So kind of like sees that like... This isn't the pl- these ruined lands are not of fantasy. This is bad. Yeah. This is very bad. Arthur has spotted a geo dude marching toward our regions. You know we got to do something because this is otherworldly. It's not like yep, killing right. a hydra. And so then what? So they just fight
1: have, it. We have to do something about it. So she's like, "Well, I'm gonna. I am going to do something about it." Goes, goes, tracks down Nymphaea lays out it, and is like, you need to put out a call. Like, it is time to bring, it is time to bring together the five-jeweled crown. And they, they come together, and through, through their combined powers, they tear down the Carrion King.
0: I love it. It also provides, like, a nice thing of, like, why Reflections was so weird, like, when, mm-hmm. when Arthur kills her, because, like, they all knew what each other could do, and I think that's kind of, like, a tension that binds them. was, like, this moment where they tear down the Carrion King, you know, they absolutely go ham on this. Yeah. They sort of feel each other out and are like, wow, you guys are really fucking strong. Like, Arthur is very scary with a katana, and Lumina is very scary with a, what do you want her to use? Well, she's a librarian, so she's got a wanderer staff.
1: Yeah, she just has mind powers. Yeah, she's a wizard. Um, floating books, floating books, floating oh, all around her. Books! I love books!
0: Okay. And, like, so it's kind of like, my question for you is, just just as a fun lore question, as this episode just rages on toward infinity, are Arthur and Lumina the most powerful?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so, yeah, that,
0: okay, cool. So, they tear down the Carrion King. Carrion King, Serath is no more. Now what? There's just ruined lands and that sets up the rest of like the story that we've been telling.
1: Yeah, I think that they 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 put down this threat. They they settle this. They can't undo the 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 ruined lands. That's just a thing. Yeah. But the five of them go, "Okay. Well, I'm here now. Like we're all here now. We may as well talk and make sure that like what happened here doesn't happen with any one of us on the other side." Yeah. Tragic because we know that it absolutely does. Yes. But they kind of like stare each other down as equals and they say, like, okay, here we are. Let's talk. And that's how the Five Jeweled Crown was formed.
0: I love it. I love that a lot. That Sarath the Carrion King and other worldly presents kind of brought this huge historical event together. Yeah. I love it. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. Sick, we did it. Hell yeah. Thank you, Drifter, for your prompt. Thank you so much, Drifter. Yeah, uh, Drifter uses the prompt submission tool to submit their prompt on our website, allmyfantasychildren.com. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own,
1: there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasychildren. Uh, You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord. Hell yeah. Jump into the Discord, chat it
0: up with us. If you love the show, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want, if you love the show and you'd like to become a supporter of it financially, there's a way you can do it. At patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren, you become a backer of our show. And unlock sweet bonus rewards like early episode access. Uh... All My Fantasy Secrets, which is a behind-the-scenes look at some of our favorite characters and episodes, as well as just becoming a backer of our show and showing some support and helping us do bigger and cooler things. Uh,
1: You can also give us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. Any of those things help new people find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things.
0: That's right. Um, And speaking of cool things, Jeff has a podcast that you should be listening to.
1: I sure do. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with friends one-on-one to play a game, share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and have a really good time. Episodes drop on Tuesdays. You can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. Heck yeah. Oh yeah! If you like your games, if you prefer your games of the video variety, uh, Aaron Catanosayas has a Twitch channel you should check out at Mount Holly at Twitch.tv/slash Mount Holly Hero.
0: That's right. Come on in and hang out in the chat. You don't have to know anything about video games. Who cares? We're just chillin'. I don't. Yeah, Jeff does not, and it's great. We have a good time, just chilling, hanging out, listen to fun music. Verbal hug this week.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I have a little one. All right. Just based on this episode, I was super scared to present these ideas to you because I thought they were dumb. So it's kind of like my thing of like, I'm sure we've said this before over like fucking 75 episodes with like 60 verbal hugs, but like, you know, don't give yourself more credit. Love what you do and like do it on a, you always say like, do it unapologetically. That's Mm -hmm. something I'm honestly working on is like with this, I'm trying to make, you know, all my fantasy children like a little more cohesive kind of and like, I'm listening back to a lot of old shit and it's rough. But kind of bringing it into the modern stuff that we have where it's all one connected universe is difficult. And I feel a little silly sometimes, but I'm kind of trying to figure out how to do it unapologetically and not really give a shit. You know, silencing that voice in my head being like, this is dumb. No one's going to listen to it and your downloads will drop to zero. Like kind of telling myself to shut the fuck up and just do this story and Mm -hmm. connect everything because I want it. I want to, you know, I want to make a cool world where we could like play games in and shit. And I'm just, yeah. I gotta figure that out. And I'm, I'm working on it. I want you to do that, too.
1: I agree. Like, go out and do the thing. Do the thing with no apologies and no regrets. And my tiny little verbal hug is, as you're doing that, don't forget to be kind. Like, it's maybe the most important thing. It's just be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. I don't really have anything to add to that. No, It's just you really important. Be kind. to uh, Be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves and... Like, that will make everything worthwhile.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. It's that butterfly effect we always talk about. Be kind. Just be kind.
1: It is the most important thing you can do in any of your work. Heck yeah. God, is that it? I think that's it. Uh, until next time, good, good night, night and good, good game. game.